Welcome to the Mindful Dating Podcast, where it's all about helping you find healthy, lasting love without losing yourself in the process. Get clear on what you need most from a partner, develop a dating and relationship strategy that works for you, and practice self-leadership in all your relationships. Join your host, Dr. Yael Dubin, on her mission to discover how you can lead from your most authentic, courageous self and create a lifetime of joy and abundance. Hello, everyone, and happy Thursday. It's great to see you. Um, I don't know if you have noticed or not yet, but I do have an event coming up on Tuesday evening at 7 p.m. Pacific time. I'm going to be doing another presentation of three top dating mistakes that midlife singles make. So if you are a single midlife person, you're going to want to watch this. And even if you're like, don't consider yourself midlife necessarily, you might still be making these mistakes and it's probably going to be good to tune into that. There is a fee associated with that and all of the money that you pay, all of the proceeds will be going to a charity. On my sold out coaching page, there is an opportunity for you to vote on which charity the funds will go to. So I wanted to make sure I mentioned that before we go a whole lot further today. So I wanted to talk about one of the most common barriers I see to change and it's a really tough one because this part, this barrier itself doesn't change. And I work with a lot of people. I, I work with them through private coaching. I work with them in groups. I meet a lot of people for um, one-to-ones or quick, quick connect calls, work with people on my live events, and they'll share with me this one thing. And they really think if they can just get a handle on this one thing, if they fix this one thing, then they'll be able to go forward. It's just this one thing. And they can't really do much, they say. They're really convinced until they fix this one thing, they can't go forward. They're just going to fix this one thing. And whenever, there, there's a couple of things I want to say about that. Whenever you say, oh, well, I have this thing and until I do X or until I do Y, I can't make the changes I need to make in my life. You can be pretty sure that saying it's either X or Y and until I until I do that, I can't change that's a bit of a stall tactic. That's the very first thing to know. It's a stall tactic. It's a way of your mind protecting you from the unknown because we are social animals. Basically, we, we like emerged and evolved in a world where the unknown and danger were sort of synonymous. We needed to stay close to our people, close to our tribe, places where we knew because you know, there were really big dangerous things out there waiting to get us doesn't apply these days, but we still have that same biology. And there's this one thing that really gets in the way for people. And it underlies all the other things. Whenever they say, oh, well, I just have to do this first, or I just have to do that, that first. There's this other thing that they're really talking about underneath it all. That is the one thing that I'm going to tell you, the secret thing that blocks other changes. And this is what it is. And this is the most common reason when I'm meeting with people who are curious about or interested in doing some work with me, maybe inside the Mindful Dating Intensive, or maybe working in private coaching or really thinking about, oh, what if, you know, I've been talking about 
gathering a, a, a group together for women who want to work on professional development and spiritual growth. What about that? This thing is the most common reason women give me for why they can't commit. They're afraid they'll fail. They have fear of failure and they think, you know, I'm really, I'm just afraid it's not going to work. And I'm afraid I'm not going to succeed at this. So I'm going to work on my fear of failure. I'm going to wait until that fear goes away. And then I'm going to come back and do your program. I'm just afraid that it isn't going to work. I'm afraid I'll fail. I'm afraid I'll invest this money. I'm afraid I'll invest this time. I'll I'm afraid I'll try really hard and I'll fail. And what I want to I want to tell you right here all the things I wish I could tell them. Because if I were to tell them face-to-face -face these things, they would think I was just trying to sell them something. And I'm not. What I know about the fear of failure is that if fear, when fear of failure in particular is the stumbling block, when that's the thing in your way, it's not going to change. It's going to block your progress as long as you let it. The fear of failure never, ever goes away. And I, I hate saying that because it sounds like, well, oh my gosh, in coaching, can't you work on that? What about mindset shifts? The thing is, there is a part. It's part inside all of us all the time. Whenever we try something new, little part, big part, it's just a part. It's there. That is a little worried we're going to fail. There's a little bit of fear that we're not going to quite succeed. We're not going to make the mark. We're not going to pass the test. We're not going to get into the program. We're not going to get the book published. We're not going to meet the love of our lives. Our business won't make it. Whatever it is that it's really important, my marriage might fail. Everybody's got this fear that failure is going to happen. And failure, nobody loves this. Nobody loves failure. Nobody loves the fear of failure. And the fear of failure doesn't go away. The fear of failure stays there. And it doesn't matter how many successes you have. The fear of failure stays there because we all fail sometimes. Sometimes we fail repeatedly. We have this fear of failure and the, it doesn't change and it doesn't go away. And it's as much an obstacle as you let it be at the same time, which is what I can't tell people, for example, when they're, when they're talking with me about, oh, I'd like to learn more about your mindful dating program. Oh, I'd like to do this, but I'm afraid it's not going to work. I don't think this is going to work for me. I don't think I can change. I don't think that I'll meet my partner. I don't think things will ever be different for me. I can't tell them that really what they have just done is they have decided to prioritize their fear over their dreams, their fear over their hopes, and that until they take action, contrary to their fear, it never gets any better. I am letting my dogs bark, by the way, just so you all know uh, what's happening and why I'm, why I'm pausing. I don't know if you can hear it or not, but um, that fear of failure doesn't go away. And if you're waiting for it to go away and it never goes away, what basically it means is you will never get to your dreams. You will never get to the happy ending you'll never get there. You will never do it. You will never take the steps you need to take. And I can, I, I will say, I will just have this moment of self-disclosure and revelation because I think it's kind of important. Um, someone mentioned before um, that I, that it would be helpful if I shared more of my own story. So I would love a comment below if this was helpful, what I'm about to share. So comment, I might not see this until later, but comment and let me know if it was helpful. A lot of you know, I had a terrible divorce in 2003. It was ugly, brutal, 
heinous, awful. And I stayed pretty bitter about all of it until 2018, 2019, when I saw Schitt's Creek, watched David and Patrick fell in love and knew suddenly what I wanted and knew that I wanted to have that. I wanted that love. And I share that story all the time. And I share that I was really committed to not getting married because I didn't want to get divorced again. That is the real reason I didn't want to get married. It wasn't that I didn't want a partner. It was that I didn't think I could survive another divorce like that. And I was afraid I'd fail at marriage. I was afraid I would fail either to find someone who would want to marry me or to be able to make it work with a partner once we got together. I was afraid of failure. And I didn't have a vision compelling enough to get me past that fear until I saw David and Patrick fall in love on Schitt's Creek. And it wasn't, I mean, a lot of people think it was um, the open mic episode where Patrick serenades David. It wasn't that episode. It was actually the barbecue episode, which I think is season four, episode seven. And in that episode, they get in a fight. It sort of leads them to take a little bit of time apart. And it was watching them fight. That was when I knew what I wanted. And I knew I was capable of having a fight like that. I I didn't think I was like able, able to have a relationship without conflict, which turns out to be great because there's no such thing. But I knew I could have a, I knew I could have a good fight. I knew I could have a, a good, healthy fight. And I suddenly had a vision of what that could be like. And it was worth risking failure for. My dream of having an amazing partner was worth risking failure for. But the fear of failure doesn't go away. And it isn't gone now. It's it's something that all the time motivates me and inspires me to being my best self in relationship, to deal with things that are potential problems between us, like, you know, kind of uprooting weeds before they flourish and take over the whole garden, and also planting beautiful things, making beautiful memories together, doing things that create tradition and closeness between us. So growing what I do want in that, in this little, you know, plot of land that we call our love life, and pulling out the things that we don't want. So you can't wait for fear of failure to go away before you move towards your dreams, but you can do a couple of other things. One is you can do what I just mentioned and you can create or develop or find a vision of your desired state that is so compelling that it's worth risking failure. That it doesn't matter if you fail, it doesn't matter if it's challenging, you're gonna keep after it because it matters to you. And for me, what I think is aligning that with your goals is the highest way to do that. For me, I knew that I had bits of work to do in, in my personal growth journey that I could only do inside a partnership. And I, I now really actually talk about the path of partnership as my couple's coaching approach, because I believe that for, for some people, we are called to walk the path of partnership because that's what's going to open the most healing for us on our journey. I knew that was true for me and my commitment to growth and my commitment to being authentic and true with my own desires led me to be able to put the effort into the growth that I needed to be able to open my heart, find a partner, and now to maintain that the practices that keep us cultivating our partnership. So you can develop or find or create a compelling vision for yourself. The second thing, and this is another thing I did you get support. I've had a lot of support. I have support every time I take on a challenge. I never ever 
think I can do things on my own. I ask for support. I ask for resources. I ask for guidance and I get the support I need. And you can do that too. Anytime you're ready. There are so many people who can support you, whatever your dream or ambition is. And if what you want is something that it's not like within my wheelhouse of coaching, like if say you're an artist and you really want to make a living with your art, reach out to me. I know a great coach for you. I will connect you with her. I love, 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 love helping people make those kinds of connections. So look for the support and look for the help to help you manifest that compelling creative vision. And the third way is, you know, kind of the same way that that you eat an elephant, which is one bite at a time. You have a big goal. Obviously, you have a big goal. Obviously, big goals are scary. You never know you're going to make it or not make it. And, you know, the idea of making a lifelong partnership, I won't know I've made it till one of us dies. That's going to be a crappy day. Um, so I won't know for a really long time if if any of those fears were founded or not founded. So you're going to have to take it one step at a time, one piece at a time. And meanwhile, you're going to have to bring self-energy to that fearful part and let it know that you're here for it. Let it know that you've got this. And if none of that makes sense, please reach out for a quick connect call and I will connect you with some of my resources on IFS or internal family systems work. I work a lot in this model. So you have that option of really giving yourself some support around those fears while you take one small step at a time towards a big goal. So those are the top three recommendations I have are create that compelling vision, get some support to help you get there, and keep taking one small step at a time towards your goal while supporting the parts of you that feel fearful. And I guess there might be a fourth to add on to that, which is really adopt the mindset that failure is really just information. I love the quote by Thomas Edison, I have not failed to create the light bulb. I've merely discovered 10,000 ways that don't work or a thousand ways. It doesn't even matter a thousand because if it were up to me, we wouldn't have light bulbs. I would never try a thousand times. I would maybe have given up at a hundred, but this guy and his whole team continued for 10,000 times or a thousand times. Again, I know that zero is a big deal, but Still, they tried a lot before they got the light bulb. They failed many times. They learned things that didn't work. They learned where they could improve their processes. And so if you bring a growth mindset to all of the things, any goal you have, you are more likely to persist until you succeed. So you can help yourself get over those fears by embracing failure as just another way of collecting data on your way to success. So I hope this has been helpful, especially if there's something big in your life that you want that you don't have, and you've been letting fears of failure get in your way. Let me know if this resonates. I would love to hear back from you. Also want to let you know that if you have a lot of mindset stuff like that and fears and whatnot that are getting in your way, I do have um, a five-day self-liberation challenge that is now on demand. And it now has a fee associated with it of $18. And I'm going to pop a link in the comments below. Right now, through the end of December, when you purchase that, all of the proceeds from that purchase will go to one of four charities and you can vote for the charity of your choice inside my sold out coaching Facebook group. The monies will be distributed proportionately based on the percentage of the vote. So Say you want um, one of the organizations that right now doesn't have a vote or doesn't have very many, your vote still counts. Every vote is just, it's going to be proportionately di distributed. So all of the money that I get 
will go proportionately to the organizations based on the percentage of the vote that they get from the people inside the sold out coaching group. So that's what I have for you today. Have a beautiful rest of your Thursday. Have a lovely weekend. And I look forward to connecting with you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to Mindful Dating with your host, Dr. Yael Dubin. If you're ready to shake up your dating routine and transform your approach to relationships, go to BechiraCoaching.com where you can sign up for our newsletter, pick up your free digital copy of Five Keys to Finding Lasting Love, and even schedule a free call with Yael now. Bechira Coaching is on Facebook and Instagram. Stay up to date with our programs, literature, and watch live sessions with Dr. Dubin. Links will be included in the show notes. Tune in next week when we'll share more about how you can find lasting love without losing yourself in the process.